Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Hardly Millennial Podcast. Woo! Here we are, young, dumb, and full of... Opinions. <gasps> and today we're mixing things up a little bit, folks. I'm going to be your lovely host, Matthew Lynn, and I have a special guest again with us today. Justin Lunsford, and I am absolutely honored to be here today, Matthew Lynn. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here, Justin. You were very well received the last time you were on. Um, Adam is, uh, let's just say he's visiting lands afar today. Uh, he had to make a trip into the big city. We live in, uh, we live by cows, guys. Cows are our neighbors. So he had to go into the big city to do some real life stuff today. I hope he makes it back okay, Matthew. Me too. Me too. Although I do, uh, I do kind of like doing the introduction here, so. It looks good on you. You know. Believe it or not, you're a very good, you look good as a leader, Matthew. Oh, hey, thanks, Justin. I'm not saying to overthrow Adam or anything, but I am saying that he's not here and we're doing great. (laughs) Nailing it. (laughs) Well, we have a fun one for you guys today. Um, We've been kind of serious for the last few days. Um, Notice. You know, which is great. People enjoy that, you know, a little controversy in your life. Who doesn't love that? But uh, today we thought we might just kick it back a notch and we're gonna talk about something a little more fun but almost almost just as controversial i guess it could be depends who you are so we're going to talk about animals and people and at what point the line between animals and people might become a little bit unhealthy right so in essence this is a discussion about um pet owners or dog owners probably a little more specifically versus dog dads, dog moms. And uh, it's a it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a hashtag. It's okay. a hashtag. I didn't know oh, that. Absolutely. It's a hashtag. It's uh, sometimes a dating requirement. Maybe you don't have to be a dog dad or a dog mom, but you have to be 100% okay with being with the fact that I or the person in the ad or advertisement, whatever. Um, is a dog mom or dog dad. You're not familiar? Well, so I've heard the term many times, but I just assumed they were they were one and the same. An owner or a dad. Oh, I thought it was just a cutesy way of saying it. What, what distinguishes a pet parent from a pet owner? Okay, well, let's start. <laughs> I'm going to give a disclaimer first. I am a pet owner. I have a lot of pets. I've had so many more. I've had a few less, but what I will say is... We're talking like 30 plus at one time. Absolutely. Like and it was great. It was glorious. I had a great time. Um, right now I've downsized to probably 10-ish. And I feel that I am a pet owner, specifically with my dog. Um, many of you know Cowboy at this point. He's an English bulldog. <laughs> I, I love him to pieces. He's a star. He's He's a star. But I am a pet owner. I am not a dog dad. If I come home... And Cowboy, for whatever reason, whether it's his fault or not, has, say, peed on the tile or on the carpet or whatever, he is going to get punished. I do not need to explain what I'm doing to him. I do not need to ask him why he did it. I do not need to wait for an expression on his face to see if it was his fault or not because I was not there. He immediately is going to get a very big swat on his ass. I'm going to shove his face in what he did, and I'm going to kick him outside. So there is no trial. There is no jury. Absolutely not. There's just the executioner. There is a reaction to an action. The sooner the better, and that is all. Now, it's interesting because I've seen Cowboy interact with you many times, and he fucking loves you, dude. When you come home from work, it's a different kind of excited. Like, regardless of this when he's bad and he gets punished, he, he still loves you to pieces. Oh, absolutely. There's a, there's a respect there. There's a pecking order. I will, I've told you this before, but I'll, I'll tell the audience. I will say, as far as the way that his heart beats, it beats deeper for Matthew. Because Matthew, <laughs> Matthew believes in kissing the naughty away. I do I not. really do. I was raised to do that. So tomorrow... If I was leaving this way and Matthew was leaving this way, unless Cowboy was so afraid that I was going to beat his ass unless he came with me, (laughs) he'd probably go with Matthew because that means a whole bunch of food he's not supposed to eat. That means if he poops or pees, he gets kissed and gently moved outside. 
Okay, so what I provide to the dog that makes him... <laughs> he still him... spends the time outside. He still is a castaway for a while. Right, right. But, you know, you know it's got to have I... a little impact physically and emotionally. <laughs> so I give the dog an ability to not have to worry about protecting this house because I am the leader. He lives a stress-free life around me because as long as he's around me, I've got it covered. I'm the leader. You do not have to protect this house. You do not have to really make any decisions. Exactly. Nothing like that. I make all the decisions. So it makes his life kind of carefree. Absolutely. Like he's on vacation all the time. And then there's that, you know, the golden ticket. I feed him. Of course. So that that's a big one too. I provide. But let's talk about. The so diff- with go ahead. real quick with that. For for the sake of this conversation today, at least, would I be considered more of a dog parent and you'd be more of a dog owner? Um, Am I a little I, more parenty? I think so. <laughs> I think you'd be a little bit more of a dog dad. But to be honest with you, I you do lack the real strong, strong attachment. There is always something that could make you say, peace out. <laughs> It's true. Okay. You're always walking a line. But you know that. So you yeah. actually do you do really well. You don't commit. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, and I respect that. <laughs> Thanks. So that's why you wouldn't technically be a dog dad. Okay? Okay. There's a lot of attachment there. But there's a lot of symptoms that make someone a dog dad or a dog mom. If you were to bring somebody home and your dog did not like them, to many a dog dad and dog mom... That's a no-brainer. You mean bring you them home like a relationship? Or yeah, to, to see your place or have more for dinner one day and the dog just doesn't like you, uh-huh. it's over. No That's kidding. That's it. Oh, it exists. Really? It happens. Absolutely. There's memes about it. Matthew, I can't believe you don't know this. Well, I would never think that you would stop a human relationship, a friendship or, or a oh. romantic one over an animal. Absolutely. Can't happens you just put the animal the away while the human's there and then when they leave, you love the animal again? No, because it means something that this animal doesn't like you. There's some sort of intuition that this animal that loves you so much and gives you so much comfort does not like this other person. Interesting. So they equate it as if like, their mother or their best friend or someone didn't like that person. Like a also. hate barometer. Wow. Yes. Okay, okay. See where it starts to get kind it of fuzzy? It starts to get a little, yeah. And there's more. The mentality of having your dog with you wherever you go. So a dog mom or dog dad, for the most part, and there are varying degrees, okay, will really insist that unless there's absolutely no way that this animal can go with them. Right. Okay, the animal with will go with them. So say it's 38 degrees outside. You mean like outside their house? Like yeah. you go everywhere in the car with Absolutely. them? Absolutely. And... Okay. So say you're going to go get lunch and it's really cold outside. Instead of being like, you know, I'm going to sit inside because it's freezing, they say, nope, I'm going to wear a, a jacket. I'm going to put a little sweater on my dog and I'm going to sit outside so my dog can come with me. They're the types of people that even if they're with a whole group of people who don't have a dog... And they get invited somewhere. They ask, do we have a pet-friendly patio? So you mean like restaurants and stuff? Absolutely. Like going out to like, maybe not the club, but going to like have a few drinks with your friends or whatever. They would literally be like, I don't care that it's cold outside. We have to sit outside so my dog can come with us. 100%. And is this like, like a purse dog? Like a lap dog? Or is this, is this, this like a dog on a leash? Any dog. No, Justin. I'm not even kidding you. You can't bring a leash dog to the restaurant. You absolutely can if they have a dog-friendly patio. So That's crazy. Another one is I work at Nord's Drum. <laughs> well, you said it now. It's okay. Um... Okay. <laughs> there you go. That wasn't the intention anyway. Um, I work in a place where a lot of people do bring their dogs. Now... Either the dog loves the environment and everyone is now petting the dog and then you're not going to necessarily be able to do your job because now you have dog hair on you or whatever. Or someone that you're trying to help is like, oh, the dog or whatever. And that's if the dog is happy. Then you have these people that bring their little neurotic animals who absolutely cannot handle all the stimulus because they like live in a purse or whatever. Right. Okay. And then they are... The dog's not even happy. It doesn't even make any sense. Why even have them with you? And like you, 
your job is a beauty stylist. So you mean these people would actually have like on the counter as they're getting makeovers, like doing this kind of stuff? Oh yeah, um, laying on the floor. And then of course, when the dog acts up, they don't take their dog out. They say, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing that? Are you feeling anxious right now? Talk to me, what is it? You better stop it or else later, like these dogs understand. Do you see where it's coming? It's a culmination of factors. Now I've seen, okay, I, I definitely see how it's building into something that is a little worrisome. Um, but it seems like every part separately, if it just stopped there, is perfectly okay. Because I've exactly. seen people, like, I'll talk to the dog, I talk to Cowboy in, you know, baby voices all the time. He loves it. But not because you're trying to communicate with him, because you're trying to make no, him trying to, happy. No, trying to, like, reward him. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, he just enjoys the interaction. That's being a dog owner, okay? When you're okay. mad at the dog, you don't tell him, you're, I'm disappointed, I can't believe you did this. No, I'll yell at him. I'll if like, you're a dog you owner, you yell at him, and then you ignore him, because he does not want to be ignored. Oh, gosh. Cowboy is particularly like that. He is like a little human dude. Absolutely. You can, you, you'll literally hurt his feelings. And that's worse. Like the disappointment is worse than the anger to Absolutely. Him. It's crazy. Because <laughs> his dad is a dog owner and lets him know that that means I'm unhappy with you. Because Lord knows they do not speak English. Well, no, obviously they don't speak English. I do think they can kind of put together what certain words mean. But obviously, they don't speak a language. And let's, okay, another thing. Some people will have outfits for their animals. I was just going to ask about dressing up the animals. Is that considered weird? Okay, for a theme, I think it's funny. Like for Christmas or Halloween well, or something? Well, for Halloween or a Christmas card or something like that, I totally get it. It's, yeah, it's hilarious. Cute. It's cute, absolutely. Okay? But if it's raining, leave your dog inside. Don't put him in a raincoat. And a rain boots. Okay? Yeah, he's a dog. He's made to get wet. And he's probably miserable if you are if you are putting don't, him in a raincoat. Don't you think? Don't yeah. you? Absolutely. So there I mean there's a there's a degree of any there's even a degree of mom dog mom or dog dad that's somewhat acceptable and somewhat not acceptable. Okay. If I would like to spend some time in a relaxed setting, bed, couch, or something like that with my significant other, I don't usually want a furry friend around me when I'm feeling those feelings. Yeah, usually that's when you say, like, go away, buddy, or something. You know what I mean? You kind of right. tell them, go on. But when you are dating a dog dad or dog mom, it's, well, this is where they sleep. This is <laughs> this is where they sleep. You, you well, can't like, just... even for the next, like, 15 minutes to an hour? They can't just go sleep somewhere else, take a nap on the floor? Exactly. Like... But then both parties are thinking, you know, eventually, I mean, once you hit your 30s especially, anybody could be the one forever. So it's not necessarily True. for 20 or 30 minutes. It's like, okay, is this what I'm signing up for forever? But I mean, also, I can totally understand as someone who's single and has been single for a long time, I could see where at a certain point, like, that animal was so much comfort for you when you thought you had like nothing else going on. Like, really, some people get pretty low and the animal keeps them kind of in a in a healthier state of mind. Yes. So you kind of equate that animal almost like you owe it one. You know what I mean? I love you to death because you saved me kind of thing. So now I can't turn my back on you. You were all I had. Now I found a human, but I still remember where I came from. Yeah. You know so what I mean? So you don't get rid of the animal. Right. If the human's allergic to the animal, be responsible. Make them take allergy medication. Or maybe have an area where they can always go to be free of the dander or something like that. Absolutely. I'm not saying get rid of your animal, but what I am saying is one's a human, one's an animal. I mean, come on. At the end of the day... It, you have to go with your species, right? Well, you would think so, Matthew. I cannot now, does believe this go you to haven't the come level... across this. It's bizarre. I've never gotten. To, I've never come across someone to this extreme. I've come across usually females who really, really love their pets, almost a little excessively, and dress them up and stuff. But never to the point where they would choose like their dog over me 
that's never ended a relationship of mine. Okay, so I'm going to quickly just talk to anybody who might be listening right now because I'm starting to feel like either I'm crazy or I have bad luck. Please put in the comments whether you agree with my point of view right now or you come from more of a Matthew standpoint and you'd have no idea that this is actually like a real thing. And in your defense, Justin, I don't get out much. You certainly get out a lot more than I do. <laughs> oh, goodness. So now... So is there... Um, since you've come across this a few times in your life, do excessive dog parents tend to have one dog that they focus all their energy on? Or does there cases where they have multiple Depends dogs? how crazy they are, Matthew. So oh, really? If somebody has a big, beautiful home. How passionate they are. Yeah, and they, they have four Lhasa Opsos, which automatically makes me think a little kooky. But the dogs are well cared for. It's like the a house type of dog, is really clean. Like a Shih Tzu, like a long-haired dog. Okay, gotcha, okay? gotcha. So, like, I get it. People think some of my interests, as extreme as they can get, sometimes are a little out there. But, you know, if they have a big home for dogs and they keep it clean and it's beautiful and the animals you can care of, I understand. I've had 30 animals in an apartment. Okay, it sounds crazy. But it never like affected your actual well-being it or never your stunk. life. Yeah. Okay. You Everything... could always have people over. Exactly. And they'd come over and they'd say, Oh wow, okay. So it doesn't feel like there are thirty animals in here. But then you have the weirdo <laughs> who has, you know, a uh, bull mastiff in a 600-square-foot apartment in Los Angeles, okay? That there is another extreme. So, no, I don't think it has to do necessarily with how many you have. I think it, why you have them, are you feeling some kind of void? Are you responsible? Are you clean? Other things make you attractive and unattractive in a relationship, too, like cleanliness and the way to keep your place, you know. True. Your hygiene. If you have impeccable hygiene and seven dogs, it's going to weigh out a little bit different. You know? So you think as long as as long as they're clean and they're not like going in debt each week to pay for the food for the animals. I'm glad you mentioned that. You that happens too. As yeah. long as everything is going well in their life, there is no limit to how many animals you can healthily have. Absolutely. If you have four and you meet another dog lover and they have four and you love their dogs and they love your dogs and it's the center of your world and whatever well then look that's a whole nother equation you are compatible together i'm just saying in the dating world when you're going out there there are a couple of things this is for everyone listening that just end up being red flags so kind of just justify i have four dogs but my home is 2,000 square feet and i have a maid and you know my house looks beautiful. I brush my hair. I brush my teeth, and I wear deodorant. I promise you, it's not a problem. I, I think I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I think Although so it too. does seem a little uh, defensive if someone was really going out of their way to like defend it like that. I'd be like, mm, but if you have four dogs and you talk to all of them, and you've made in your mind <laughs> their different personalities. Okay. What about birthdays? What do you think about giving animals birthdays, but not just saying like legitimately this was the day my dog was on, but actually like throwing it a party justin where you get it like a little dog gift and a, they have cakes for dog what do okay. you think about that well this is a tough one because i am related to some people who have done this and uh, i am friends with some people who have done this mm. i think it's bizarre i think if you are willing to say look i know the dog doesn't know but I love this stupid dog. Humor me, please. Like if you literally and just saying, come it's a joke. to it. Yeah. Okay? Yes. My dog will be five on May 24th. Oh, how fun. Okay? I know his birthday. I always get him something obnoxiously huge, like a giant, you know, bone, bone or, or something, something with meat all over it or something like but that. But you don't, like, wrap it up and let him unwrap it and get him a dog cake. I do not. And... I do not invite other dogs over to participate. I do okay. not invite people over to watch me do this for my dog. And I most definitely would not go to someone's dog birthday. No. I wouldn't. I would. If it, there was beer and, you Yeah, know, if it whatever. was like a human, like, barbecue, but it was just bring all your dogs, I would totally go to that. That sounds like fun. Well, I mean, I guess so. Maybe but then a weirdo. It, but then it's a person party, really. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay? If there was games where you have to get your dog to participate in the games with the other dogs and whatever, yeah. no. I absolutely wouldn't. Oh, really? That, no? I think that is bizarre. Oh, I would do that. I think that'd be fun. If let they had, like, rock, a kiddie pool and had, like, run, a dog swim party. Let them party. go hump each other. Okay? <laughs> let them go 
fight over a, a, a rope or something. Let them be dogs. But I'm not about to, you know, like babies when you're holding them up like they're walking and they're not walking. No, I'm not doing that. Well, that's true. We don't really have parties just that are like bring all your kids and they'll play. Like we yeah. have birthday parties for kids. They revolve but... around the kids. Otherwise, you get a babysitter. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. So, yeah, that, that's how I feel about that. But I'm I'm okay with having a celebration for your dog that they're still with you, especially a bulldog. They don't last too long. Sure, celebrate their birthday. Totally get it. Oh, goodness. Celebrate and their birthday. I think it also depends on, on where you are in your life. Okay, if you are an able-bodied person and you work a full-time job and all your time is given to your animal, I think it's kind of odd. My mother, okay, great mother, she's now an empty nester. We needed to get her the highest maintenance animal we could find her to give her time and her love to. So she has two bulldogs. Oh, wow. <laughs> exactly. And they two take cowboys? all of her time. They're larger. They're more slobbery, and they're, uh, they eat way more. So oh, my gosh. That's too much. She's always cleaning their faces, giving them baths. She has another uh, pit bull dog, too, and he's beautiful. But they take up her time. So to me, I feel... So is that a healthy instance? Or I, is that... That's I not a dog it, parent, right? It's a dog owner. Right. Who just spoils their dogs. She needs some place to put all that love and time and energy. And, and I don't think she... I think in her mind, she'll she'll say... What are you talking about? I love to be free of responsibility. But deep down inside, there's this desire to really care for something. And that's why it's a little different when you see the little old lady on the motorized wheelchair with the little chihuahua or a little Maltese. That's cute as hell. I'm going to say. That's super cute. Girl, do you. Yeah. Carry your little Maltese around. Have your best friend with you and talk to it because you're already crazy. (laughs) And at this point, you're not really looking for somebody to really date you. Right, you're, you're looking pr- for a friend. To you're, have. En- you're ending your days. You're looking to just be have the most enjoyable um, last part of your life. Is it you healthy? Know? Probably not. But does it matter? Does at it this matter point? at that point? Are you gonna tell a 94 year old to stop smoking cigarettes? Probably Hell not. No. Live your life. They got that far. So what do you think about? So there's that famous like not experiment, but like they make kids do this in school. Where they'll give you like an egg and they'll partner you up, uh-huh. right? So you have to, like, take care of the egg. It's supposed to get you ready to be, like, parents one day or whatever. Uh-huh. So what do you think about legitimate relationships, okay, who are not crazy people, who are totally normal people, okay, like you and your boyfriend or me and my girlfriend, whatever, and getting a puppy specifically with the intention of trying to see if they can be good parents. So trying to treat the puppy almost like a human for practice, what do you think um, about that? That's a tricky one. So is it going to make you a better parent or help you practice freaking parent? Absolutely not. No. You, you don't think so? No. I think that is the dumbest thing I've actually ever heard. Because what it's going to do, it's going to help you decide whether or not this person is going to be committed to something you take on together. But right. there's no comparison to having a kid. Okay? With a well, dog. One would say you have to feed it and keep it clean. And mm-hmm. give it shots. And so, what if you buy a car you know, together? I so you've got to put gas in I it. I guess that would you almost to... be better because now it's a financial obligation. Exactly. That's actually even more important. Exactly. Right? So, a child <laughs> is a lot more of a financial obligation. Um, with True. the pet, it's really just seeing if they are willing to contribute equal time. Okay, it's. If you break up and each person wants the pet, then sure, I guess you guys would have been a great divorce couple because somebody would want the kids, you know. But no, I don't think it's going to really, truly prepare you. Children have a lot of individual needs. You have to cook them food, breakfast, lunch, dinner. You have to get up in the middle of the night. You have to do all these things. They also live a lot longer and grow through stages where they develop and start to do things like talk and And if something happens to a child, you have to do it. Yeah, there is no choice. Exactly. At the end of the day, they don't really put you in jail if your dog dies. Exactly. They really don't. If you abuse your dog, they do. Openly. Right. Then they will. Yes. You can even get away with that a little bit. Right. But really, like, at the end of the day, if, if your kid dies, you're in a shit ton of trouble. So I guess it's like a, this is going to help us to commit to each other 
you know, let's, this is kind of an experiment as opposed to this is going to show what kind of parents you would be. What if you were a horrible dog owner, but you were a great parent? I've met some great parents who are horrible really? dog owners. Okay, so there is a thing. One doesn't oh, like yeah. relate there to the other. Oh, yeah, there was a point. I mean, my parents, I think, were three kids in, and we didn't know any better. And we went, on a, we went in on a vacation, and we left our dog tied up to a tree with a big thing of food and a big thing of water. We were like, this is more than he'll need for like three days. Right. We had no idea. You know, we know now that's ridiculous. Thank God the dog lived a really, really long life. Okay, the but... dog lived. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Good. For he all the angry long... people out there in the world, the dog was fine. And then it wasn't until, you know, we got to know a lot of other dog owners and everything that we realized, oh, my God, what idiots. We were so stupid. You know, I can't <laughs> Don't you think people that? do that with kids, though, too? There's so many stories that people don't tell because they're like, oh, shit, I did that with my kid. I fucking oh. dropped him in the bathroom or I did. I... Yeah, you did that on purpose, though. <laughs> Not on purpose, no, but it's like. Like, oh, what an idiot. I fucked up doing that. You exactly. Know what I mean? But if you drop your kid, it doesn't necessarily mean you would drop kick your dog. You know what I mean? Uh, right, right. But people would think, oh, if I could mess up and do something like that with my kid, I'm a terrible parent. But, like, there's accidents that happen with everyone. So, yeah. And then there are, there are other exceptions, you know. Should you be completely devoid of something to love and cherish and hold if, like, your wife is sterile? You know, or... Well, that's interesting, too. So what if... That's a very good point. What if a woman can't have kids and never will be able to have kids? Should she... If she wants to get a puppy and treat it like a child, should she just adopt a child instead? Well, I mean, there's a lot that goes into adopting a child. So I'm sure if it was as easy as getting a puppy, more people would do it. Um, I think that when someone is, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, huh? Because I actually know somebody like this, too. Where and circumstances happened, can't have a kid, so got a pet instead. So here's the deal, okay? I think that when someone is replacing having children with a dog mm-hmm. or cat or bird, whatever. whatever, I think they know already it's kind of the crazy option. Right. But at some point, if you're still a nurturing soul... They got to scratch that itch somehow. Exactly. Right. So it's just one of those things where you say, yeah, it's crazy, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, this person that I know has done in vitro. Doesn't that make them not crazy, though? That that acceptance, that yeah. willing to say, okay, I know this is a little nuts, exactly. but I'm going to do it anyway. That's not a crazy person. Exactly. They fully accept it. You know, it's just more important to them to to scratch that itch than it is to look, quote unquote, normal to their friends. And some people will get a monkey. You know, some people will get like birds live way longer than dogs. They can live up to. I'm going to get a fox. Are you? I am. Yeah, that's for another day, though. We won't talk about that. Okay, I wish the best. I wish the best on that. I'm going to get a red fox. Yeah, they're great. Well, I'm glad. Anyhow, uh, you know, some people, they'll find other things to do. Um. I was at work one day, and there was a woman who very beautifully created herself a doll. It was weighted like a real baby. She hand-put every single hair in the baby's head. It had eyelashes she glued on. It was beautiful. And she had this baby in order to alleviate. um, And she's going to make more as the baby gets older. Okay, so oh, she can carry Justin, it around. That like warms and breaks my heart at the same so, time. So obviously, we all wanted to hold oh, this doll. It's kind of creepy. It's a little out there. You know what? It was a really beautiful doll, but at the same time, that's so many emotions that that brings up at once. Exactly. Like, pity, sorrow, weirdness. Happens Very to weird. So much. And like, you want to talk to her and have this conversation with and her. And you want to be respectful. But at the same time, you're also like, okay, so is this woman kooky? Like, how much sanity can actually be involved in this, this so whole she, process? So it sounds like she knew, though. She knew it was totally out there, right? Yeah. You okay. know, she would explain exactly what it was. So, I mean, would having a dog be less crazy? Yes. Yeah. I think. I personally would I put so that in the too. realm of less crazy. I think so, too. Only because dogs are more socially normal to have out than dolls are. But if a sterile 25-year-old 
person had a doll that they had made and carried it around and, and talked to it and whatever, you'd think they were a little bit more kooky. It goes back to Correct. the same old lady with the Maltese and the electric you Old know, people get wheelchair. away with kookiness a lot more. Exactly. They definitely do. Because we just kind of accept as you get older, you just it just comes with the territory, right? Exactly. So, I mean, if... You know, you're sterile all through your 20s and 30s, and you, you had a dog. You get into your 60s. You don't have a dog anymore. You don't really want another dog in your 60s, and you make a baby. All right. Okay. You know? And I'm not the authority on this. Hey, live your best life, right? Right. I'm, I'm a pet owner who I love animals who more often than not will be skeptical about dating a dog dad. So the person I'm dating now, I would say, is a dog dad. Have you ever had someone say that they're not able to be with you personally because of their pets? Has that ever happened to you? Because of of their pets? Yeah. Um, No, but because of mine. Oh, really? Like you have too much? Even though you had it under control? Yeah. It was just, well, I talked about them a lot. I really enjoyed them. So look, there's my crazy, right? Right. That's my crazy. If it's my interest, it's what I want to talk about. I also love opera. So if I'm talking about opera to someone who doesn't care, who really can't stand classical music that's not going to make sense either but that's why you find people who you are compatible with and hey if you're a 10 out of 10 crazy and you meet somebody who's an 8 out of 10 crazy with the potential for 10 if they just hang out with you for a little bit longer then maybe you're perfectly (laughs) compatible that was great that was a wonderful analogy i mean why not you know if you're if you're in if you got your maltese in your arm with your giant you know diet coke and your motorized uh wheelchair and there is a old you know vietnam vet with one leg with his you know min pin and his electric wheelchair with the you know the flags and a maga hat <laughs> those people are meant for each other and they walk by you know and they do a little <laughs> ballet of chairs they spin around and they like have to you know adjust so they can go forward and then backward along and then you know park next to their table and talk to each other they can do chair ballet for the rest of their lives, you know? And then one, be eventually one of them dies and the other one dies from a broken heart and their dogs go to... You know. And they're doing chair ballet in heaven. Exactly. It's amazing. So yeah, there's someone for so, everyone. So what do you think, as a person who's owned a lot of pets, okay? Yes. Um, what is the most far out there pet for someone to have? What's the pet where you're like, that's that's a little much? Oh, goodness. And not that they talk to or anything. They could be totally normal with it. Yeah, it's just just the fact that they own it. Okay, so let me just give a little rundown of my background real quick. I promise I'm not going to talk about myself for too long, and then I'll explain what, okay? All right. So I guess at the height, I had uh, 12 ducks, two turkeys, three tortoises. There was two cats in the house, English bulldog, three axolotls, a macaw, a hedgehog, a giant African pixie frog, large enough to eat rats. Um, what else was here? Oh, there was a small eastern mud turtle. There was two he was seven fantastic. foot boa constrictors. Two seven foot boa constrictors. We had a, a white tree frog named Booger. Snake. He was great. The corn snake. I mean, we had a tortoises. lot. Tortoises? Did you say tortoises? I mentioned the three tortoises. Yeah. yeah. There was like thirty six animals, dude. It was it was a fucking zoo. So, <laughs> here's where I personally draw the line is a collector of venomous reptiles. For some reason... Venomous reptiles, specifically? When someone has rattlesnakes and cobras and and all that kind of thing that they can't really hold or handle and they take them out with snake hooks and then they throw... That, to me, is a little out there. You know, I got bit by one of the seven-foot boa constrictors. Yes, you did. I bit the shit out of me about a week into living with you. Imagine if it was a rattlesnake. <laughs> um, it's not as bad as it sounds, guys. So it's a giant snake. It's bigger than me. Seven feet. Uh, it, it's really big. And then it's probably, what, almost half a foot around? Way bigger. Thick, half thick. a foot is six inches. It was about a foot around. So we were feeding them. And you can't feed them in the same tank because um, they'll fuck each other up. So you have to separate them. So when it was hungry, it was very docile, okay? So I reached my hand in the tank, grabbed it. It was cool. I was very gentle with it. And we put it in a separate tank to feed it with. God. So then it ate, okay? And a few hours go by, and we go back, and I'm, we're going to put the, the two snakes back together in their habitat. Well, now he was spry because he had eaten. 
Um, so I just reached my hand in there, like no big deal, like I did the first time, right? And it fucking latched on, guys. Full it mouth was so latched scary. on. I think it looked <laughs> a lot worse than it actually was. But man, you just see this this snake clamp down on on Matthew's forearm and really just massage its teeth just, into uh, his skin. And I I thought I was gonna pass out. I, I couldn't do. It. And then Matt, it was amazing. Matthew goes, well, I might as well put it back in its thing now. So like a champ. Holding the snake that is biting him, he, gets, <laughs> he puts it inside, grabs it by the, by, grabs it by its head, and I, I think eventually just did we put water on it or something? What do we do to make well, it go? So the thing, I just pulled it off of my arm. I just oh, ripped it off. Um, the thing is, it sounds a lot more crazy intense. There was blood and there was a laceration, but it didn't have to get stitches or anything. So a boa constrictor, obviously, it wraps around its prey. So its real power is in constricting, wrapping around something and squeezing really tight. It doesn't really bite things to death. So its its teeth are sharp, but they're very small. So it was more like getting a pair of scissors that like, you know, somebody like tried to cut you with a pair of scissors mm-hmm. like that. That's kind of what more it was like. It was a pinching laceration. So in my defense, I don't keep vicious animals. Those <laughs> were being babysat for a friend. They are now gone back to the friend who they do not bite. Um, that same snake lived in my room, by my way. By the way, so after that, for the next like two months, I had to sleep with that snake. In the room <laughs> you are a, a bigger man than I, my friend. So I think where I draw the line is um, not even venomous reptile. I think for me, it's anything smaller than your foot. If you're owning something smaller than your foot, it's not a pet. It's it's a nuisance. So like spiders, okay. Spiders are not a pet. They are a pest. Okay. Rats are not a pet. Rats are pests. I will, I have to disagree with you. They're uh, great pets. Hedgehogs are not fucking pets. Hedgehogs are cute as fuck, <laughs> but they are obnoxious and they are horrible, horrible creatures to keep as a pet. My I hedgehog... had one that lived in my room for many months and it sucked. That was my hedgehog, Baby June. May she rest in peace. She now lives under the peach tree. I don't know how anyone could dislike her. I didn't. Well, I just hated her being. I didn't hate her character. I want to circle back to rats really quick. I just feel. Rats are a terrible pet. They are not pets. Okay. I want to speak on that for just a moment. So (laughs) there was a time where Adam and I, we lived in a, in a apartment and uh, we decided we would get a mama rat with nine baby rats, right? We had so many animals that ate rats. Oh my God, please tell this story. Make sure you tell the whole thing because yes. I know this story. So yeah, This will tell you how rats are as pets, guys. So anyhow, we were so blown away at how interactive th- this rat was, the mama rat. We named her Judy. And uh, she would take care of her babies, move them around. It was really, really cute. And then we had so many reptiles and amphibians that ate rats that every week we kind of would play hunger games, right? And we'd, we'd feed whatever rat at this point we were not necessarily attached to. As they grew, we got more and more attached, and then we decided on keeping the mom, Judy, and then two rats, uh, Shiva and Ruxin, um, a little homage <laughs> to The League, a game, we were, I mean, a, a TV show we were really into at the time. So as we, we're not going to feed Judy, Shiva, or Ruxin, so we have to get more rats so we can feed our animals. Well, eventually you get a little attached. You'll open up the bag and man, this one's just really cute. So we had a few spells of rats that stick around. And at one point we had up to six of them. We had a very large cage. It had three stories in it. Okay, we were not crazy people. It was a really fun experience until. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. These rats were loving. They'd sit on your arm. They love seeing you walk in. They'd crawl along the cage, like, let me out, let me out. And you could totally let them out. They'd stay around. They were just like having little dog or little cat. Until Adam and I are about to leave the house. And we look down and we notice one of the rats is just gone. Judy. Judy is disappeared. 
there's no way to get out. We had that thing rigged up to where That's you could not rat, get out. Right? The mama rat the had mama disappeared, rat. and we're like, where but would you go? But rats don't just disappear into thin air, Justin. Uh, you know, I thought this one had. I didn't know how until we look, and two more of the rats were finishing off a carcass of another mm. rat. Her babies ate her. They did. That's what rats do, guys. They are not fucking pets. They're cannibals. <laughs> Her babies ate her in front of everyone. At this point, they had gotten so big, we didn't have any animals that were big enough to eat them. So we took them to our local reptile store and traded them in for a whole bunch of crickets. And that was the end. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I want to try it again. Do you hear what you just said? I, I just feel like there's a right like way to Like maybe the second time will be better. Yes. Really? Yes. Maybe they won't eat their mother the second time. You don't understand. It was really fun. They were really fun to have. They were actually really fun. I feel like if you eat your own mother and you try again, even if you do it a lot better, it's still going to be a terrible situation. Like eating your mother is such a horrible outcome that even something much better than that is still bad. Matthew, they lived two years, okay? It's worth the try. We can agree to disagree on the rats. <laughs> They're not good pets. I've had many friends who have rats and they bite them. But the rats bite the people. They're they're smarter than you think. Okay, so let's turn uh let's let's okay, so let's give you a situation now. Okay. You're on Tinder or Match or... I am on those things. Okay. Yeah, I got mad Tinder game, dude. All right, fantastic. Mm -hmm. So you're on there and you see this girl and, you know, she's not a 10, but you're like a four. So say she's like a... But this is all hypothetical, of course. (laughs) This is just hypothetical, obviously. But say she's like a seven and a half, you know? Okay, so I'd be the reacher. Not like a perfect face, but like... You wouldn't be embarrassed if you tapped it, okay? Okay. Decent body, okay? All right. Good enough, okay? This good girl's enough. definitely good Dude, enough. that is, you're talking about my field now, man. Okay, perfect. I live in good enough territory. And she goes, uh, things I'm into. My pets. Okay. Surfing. Okay. And coffee. Let's meet up. Perfect. Exactly. That works for me. Exactly, right? I like two of those three things. So you guys go on a date and everything's fine. And she shows you a picture of her dog. And you're like, oh, it's a cute dog. And she asks you, do you have any pictures of your dog? Like that? Yeah. Or does she say, like, do you have any pictures of your dog? Or yeah, that's what I meant to say. I thought it was the same, but apparently I said it wrong. Well, you said it like, do you have any pictures of your dog? (gasps) No, she's not Darth Vader. She's a regular girl. You're attracted to her. Okay, so she's like, do you have any pictures of your dog? (laughs) Yeah, like like, whatever you think is I actually do, yeah. And you're like, yeah, sure. And you show her, you know, show her a picture of Cowboy or, you know, the dogs that, you know, are at your parents' place. And then she goes, oh my gosh, I'd really like to meet them. I'd be like, okay, all right, you know, that's cute. Because she's really cute. I'd be like, oh, haha, okay, one day, you know, you never know. Now, if she was like, can I come over next Tuesday and meet them? Then I'd be like, okay, so red flag. That would be the first red flag for me. So she doesn't say that. You guys arrange another date. Okay. And she said, I want to go to Wildflower for breakfast because they have an outdoor patio and we can bring our dogs. Exclamation uh, point. No, no, red, no. Mm-mm. No, because I'm not that kind of person. I'm not a bring your animal out person. Right. So do you then say, this isn't going to work? Or do you say, well, we can go and sit outside and, and hang out and you can bring your dog. I'm just not going to bring my dog. Okay, so if Sally actually looked at me and was like, we could go outside, we could bring our dogs. I would probably try to be polite. I'd be like, oh, you know, Cowboy's not really a going out kind of dog. He, he's... I would make excuses why I can't. So then you get half of your problem out of the way, right? Now I'm not obligated anymore. Now I got to think of a reason why you can't bring your dog. I would try to like make up an excuse. So if she was super adamant, she's like, but I really just, I get anxiety if I don't have my dog around. I'd probably be like, okay, let's meet up. And then I wouldn't meet up with her. I'd probably stop talking to her. Oh man, that didn't go as far as I thought. I thought you'd be desperate enough where you'd meet so let's have another situation oh, thanks, justin 
So you go over to her place, right? Because now you've gone on a couple dates dogless. Uh-huh. And you open the door. And she's got a rat on her shoulder. And she goes, come in. And she's looking super sexy. I can put the up with the rat. The out. Her boobies are up. I she's can put got up with it. Beautiful jeans on her butt. You know, some nice, like, heels or whatever. And she has the rat. And she, you know, puts her arms around you because, you know, she's shorter than you and loves that you're taller than her. And the rat's like, oh, chirping and whatever on her whatever and then you go into her her living room and there is a big cage with six of them and she puts them back down she makes you a drink but the rats stay in the cage at this point yeah the rats are in the cage she just has them okay so at this point as because i think i see where this is going but at this point i'll stay i'm staying we're good you can meet me with the rat as long as you put it away and then i see that the rats are all away in their cage Okay. Okay. I'm still there. So then you really are starting to like her. Because she everything else is just on par. Absolutely. Her favorite band is System of a Down. I love that. She thought that John Legend was amazing in Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> I agree. Exactly. And all her <laughs> friends think he sucked. Just like your friends think that. I Okay. I love her. Okay. But now she wants to go and pick out a rat together. You can have one. You know, it'll live at her house with her rats, so they're all friends. Oh, she wants to go out into the world and get another rat? With you. Have you pick one out with her? I would probably be like, well, you have six rats. And she's like, oh, I can have 12 in that cage. See? I would probably be like, well, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Okay. You know, that's when it would start to be a little So that's why it's not black and white. You know, that's why there's not like how many is okay or whatever. How attractive are they? Now I'll tell you what, if I go over to my buddy's house, if I meet a guy at the coffee shop, right, and he's super into System of a Down or whatever, and he's like, hey, come over and fucking play World of Warcraft or something, right, because I'm into that kind of shit. I'd be like, all right, cool. Awesome, dude. Let's, Let's chill. Nothing romantic at all. Now, if that guy answered the door with a rat on his shoulder... I would probably still, like, walk in, but once I saw the rats at that point, because I'm not trying to actually, like, get with this dude, you know, I would probably make an excuse why I need to leave. I would okay. go use the bathroom and then be like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. We got to reschedule or And I would leave. So, yeah. It wouldn't go as far as if it was, like, a non-romantic situation. Of course, because when you're talking about dog moms and dog dads, it's whether or not they're compatible with with someone else. I could probably put up with a dog mom a lot further than a rat mom. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you could. I could probably put up with a dog mom fully. I think I could, I could, I could be okay with that. You'd go out to a bar with the woman who had a dog in her purse? When I'm older, yes. Maybe not. I'm not willing to accept that at this stage of my life. Okay, yet. So but as like I get older, yeah, I think I could do it. It seems like we've come to a consensus. When you are at the prime of your life, being a dog mom or dog dad is unattractive. It's, uh, it's not okay because you still have a chance. You have life to live. It's it's as the chances start to go away, it's then it's a, more okay. okay. As the gene pool shrinks, like as the dating pool becomes less and less yes, broad, okay. then it's more okay to have particularly a small animal to keep you company. I think so. So having an animal is almost like ugliness. The fewer of you they are, at the least more rejection. Ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine line, dude. It's a fine line. I, like, I don't want anyone listening to this thinking that I would never date a dog dad because I am dating a dog dad. I was going to say, you kind of do. Yeah, it's, it's not about that at all. But he can see where at times he's slightly more neurotic. And he understands that that can be mildly frustrating for someone who just wants to go and hang out and have a good time. Right. Okay. See, that's the thing is I don't like a lot. The most important thing to me in the world is comfort. I like I value comfort over anything else. Leisure okay. is what I say. Le- leisure, yeah. comfort. I really value that a lot. So for me, it's not that it's embarrassing to have the dog around. I don't give a shit about the other people at the restaurant, to be quite frank. But what it is for me is it's the constant having to watch over that thing. It would be the same as having a kid with me. I would I wouldn't really like to bring my child to the restaurant very often either. Because I just don't want that responsibility and that uncomfortableness of having to 
watch them and make sure that they are being good all the time. Okay, thank you for bringing that up. Is it okay if we just wander a little tiny bit off topic? How are we doing on time? Uh, you, I think we're good. Okay. I think we're good. All right, Ma- Matthew, you mentioned you wouldn't bring your kid to the restaurant. So unless it was a specific child situation, like a birthday party or something where you like, there's other people with kids and the kids can kind of govern themselves sort of thing. Like if we're going to Chuck E. Cheese, oh, yeah. right, okay. for sure. If we're going to Peter Piper Pizza, for sure. Okay. If we're going to like the Cheesecake Factory, fuck no. I would never bring my children to the Cheesecake Factory. It's way too stressful. So if I had a really, really horrible, horrible gas problem and I could not stop farting, right? I would stay home. I would not go to a restaurant where people are eating. Your child like is a fart not. to me. Your child is a fart to me. If you <laughs> Jesus, you need to keep your child at home or get a babysitter when someone else is going to an adult place... Um, I agree. Sorry, I know this is off topic, but I feel like we don't cover well, this type of thing. It's kind of on topic. We're talking about parents. Okay, you know. good. So that's another thing. If a parent has their kid at the restaurant and the kid is being a brat and you're looking at this child and you're saying, use your words, use your words. I'm like, bitch, use your hand. The kid doesn't have words. It would use its words if it had it. Let me know. With your hand, that you at least respect the fact that I came here to have a quiet dinner and swat your child's ass and look at me and say, look, I'm trying. I know you can't always control what your children do. Of course, kids will be kids, right? Okay. But, but you, you can control where your kids are when exactly. they're doing that. And shit. Same with the, with the dog, too. I would rather, honestly, I would rather sit next to a table, even inside that had a dog at the table than a child. Oh, me too. I really would. At least the dog's quiet. At least you can throw us a piece of food at the dog to shut it up. And it'll chill, right? Exactly. No, I do think... So it's hard because they have the right to fucking be there like anyone else. But just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do it. Um, You're an asshole. If you bring your kid to a movie that is not a child's movie, you're a fucking asshole. Because you're ruining the experience that the rest of us paid the same amount to be at. Absolutely. Have you heard about those types? We're going to call them types. Because it's not men, not women. Sometimes you don't even think they're people. Oh, my. Who have um, service pigs. Or service monitor lizards. Like or, something super obscure. Oh, my Lord. Okay, I... I I don't know what airline this was, okay? But I remember reading this article and someone had brought their service pot-bellied pig, mini pig, we'll call, they said. Which is still, what, like 200 pounds? It was like 85 pounds okay. on a plane. so big-ass dog, basically. Yeah. Well, this pig, this service pig that's supposed to keep you calm and stop you from having seizures or anxiety attacks, starts screaming. It's not about being on this plane. So then this person who is supposed to easily get anxiety to the point where they have to have a service animal of their choice, apparently, with them, picks this pig up, and then it just starts, for a nice word, defecating everywhere. No! Everywhere. Oh, my goodness. And that's not a little bit of defecation, my friend. Oh, this is just a lot of, of poop, okay? And he's wearing the bib that says... I'm working right now. Please don't pet me. Meanwhile, they're like holding him and he's screaming or whatever. Okay. So, I mean, let's talk about this. What do you think? So here's my deal with service animals. Okay. I had a specific experience that made me have very low respect for people with service animals. And it's not fair to feel about everyone, but this will kind of answer your story of how I feel about the pig. So I was once at a restaurant, a very nice Italian restaurant, okay? One that you would not typically bring children or pets to, okay? High-class Italian restaurant. And I was sitting there with my significant other. We were waiting to be seated. And a couple came up. And I guess it doesn't really matter, but they were both of the same sex, okay? Mm -hmm. That's not really particularly important to the story, but that was an observation. Both females. Uh, And they had a large dog with them. 
And they went up to go try to get their seat. And the person working at the restaurant said, I'm sorry, you can't uh, bring your dog in here. And on point, like oh, they were waiting for I it. I bet. They pulled out the certificate. They pulled out the paperwork and said, this is a service animal and we have the right and blah, blah, blah. And of course, this person who worked at the restaurant was overwhelmed. There was a lot going on. There was a lot of people. And he said, okay, fine. You Apparently, you can do that. I don't want to get in any trouble. Fine. So those that particular couple sat with their dog right next to me and my girlfriend. <coughs> and I overheard them saying, one of them said to the other, I love when people do that. I love when people call out the dog and I get to I get to bring them in anyway. Almost as if like I bring this dog everywhere with me just to get kicks out of it. We don't really need a service dog, but I just love putting people in their place about it. it was literally what they were saying. So from that, that that particular instance put a really sour taste in my mouth. So if I'm on a plane and there's a pig screaming. I'm first of all, if the pig is very well behaved, I'm already pissed because there's a fucking pig on the plane. Yeah. Who the hell are you to bring a pig on the fucking plane? So I'm already upset. Absolutely. Now if it starts screaming, I'm upset to the point that I'm going to go tell someone who works for the airline to make this stop. I don't even know what I would do, Justin, <laughs> when the pig starts shitting up and down the aisles. I don't even know what level of breakdown I would have, but I would definitely be the guy instigating some shit. So I would be so mad. So mad. Oh, How so dare you do that to my experience and, and this, everyone else's experience? This is boarding. We're not even on this motherfucker yet. Get him off. Exactly. 100%. So my thing about the service animals is people have had mental illness as long as people have been around. Okay. I'm sure. Okay. I mean, there had to be some like weird inbreeding stuff at the very beginning. So I'm sure that happened. You know, people have had slowness or anxiety, depression forever. Yeah. It's almost like getting a vaccine. You get a little depression, you get a little bit better when you get over it. You're aware of it. You can yeah. feel it happening again. Well, it doesn't kill you. It makes you stronger. Exactly. Right? Yeah, gotcha. So I personally have bouts of depression. I know I suffer from, from anxiety big time, okay? And I love my animals. I do not have a service animal. And I know others out there who are very high anxiety who are on medication even, who have not a very managed amount of anxiety. And I feel that it's my lack of medication, my lack of, I hate to say it, but like a service animal, my mm-hmm. lack of outside coping mechanisms. Your lack of a crutch. Yeah, that have led me to just accept that I have it, work with it, make it happen. And now, once you've seen some service animals, you're, you're, you don't see less anxiety. You're right. seeing more anxiety and more service animals. And while we're at it, shit, more pharmaceutical drugs to kind of calm it. Okay? We are not giving ourselves those emotional vaccines that help us deal with that. The first breakup, right? It's like the world's over yeah. when, you, when you break up with somebody. It's the end of the world. You don't know how you're ever going to move on. And you Google how long it takes to get over a breakup. Then the next one, it's a little bit easier. Not much easier. Dude, by three or four, you're a pro at it. Trust me. Yeah. I can speak from experience. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) So it's just, to me, it's about the same, you know, when you use this as a crutch. So same with loneliness. And being a dog mom or a dog dad, same with displaced nurture or desire to nurture, being a mom, a dog mom and a dog dad. The healthy thing is not necessarily to find something to satisfy this unhealthy urge. If you are sterile and you want to mother, find something that makes you not necessarily want to mother. Don't give into the desire to mother with something that's not a human. So a lot of interesting stuff to uh, to think about there. I, for me, it's the harder way is probably the right way. Usually, I don't know, folks. Tell us, tell us what you think. Um, we're kind, of, we're we're actually at our time here for today, um, which is a little sad. I'm having a lot of fun with this one, and I'm really sorry if I upset anybody. 
I don't dislike dog moms or dog dads. I just think no, that no hard feelings. Young, dumb, everyone, and full of opinions. Guys. Absolutely, uh, all all just opinions, and um, it. I'm sure that someone got got rubbed on this one. So so let us know, and we'll comment you back, and we'll explain ourselves. Spay and neuter your animals. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to us today. Um, just remember, you can always see us on. Uh, let's see, what do we have these days? We got the Facebook going on. We got the uh, Instagram going on. How's your Twitter, Matthew? Twitter, we're still working on. Okay. Twitter's still a thing. But, you know, we are on there. You can check us out on that as well, guys. Um, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, show it to your friends. It helps us a lot, guys. You guys have been really good to us last few days. And thanks for bearing with me, you guys. You guys are fantastic. <laughs> thanks for being on with us, Justin. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye.